184 of the All the Book Show, where we talk book news, author news, and literary news. And I'm Eric Michaels. And I'm Nick Gunning. You dumb. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> earlier you said I was going to be mean to yeah, you. Yeah, before the mics came on, yeah. I thought, boy, he's gonna, he's he's grumpy today. No, I'm fine. He's I don't a grump. think I'm grumpy. Really? I don't know. I was uh, to the doctor It seemed like you're today. looking for a fight. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> yeah, you're looking for a tussle. A little bit. Yeah. You know why? I think I've just had it. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah, all I can You got dry eye sockets. That would make anyone irritable. Yeah. They're just a little itchy. A little bit. I think I have allergies. Yeah, I think so too. Have we said our names? I'm Nick Gunning. I said I'm Eric Mickles. Okay. Did you say you were Nick Gunning? I don't Did remember. Did I say I'm Eric Mickles and Nick Gunning? I don't remember. I, I, anything Play back the tape. I need to hear no. if I said I'm both Eric That's Mickles fine. and Nick Gunning. That's fine. Today, we're going to be talking about what, Eric? Tell us. Uh, we're going to be talking about... Do you have a, a book? No. Maybe? You didn't get a book? No, I didn't. I thought you want to talk about the awards. I'm not prepared for a whole segment on that. Let's do it. All right. I guess we're talking the Oscars... And maybe the Anime Awards, yeah. and not a Lonely Hearts Book Club. No, you're you're tricky. Oh, I would have gotten uh, pictures for all the movies and stuff. Oh, I didn't. Okay, I just got a poster for the Oscars. That's fine. It was gonna be like a two second thing. Okay. Well, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, we're winging it, so Apparently. I'm sure we could rabbit trail if we needed to. Sure. I'll look at the time, and if it looks like we still have ten minutes, I'll just come up with a random topic oh. that we can. What a great idea! Do okay. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. Uh, um, Let's jump into the Nick, bookmark. What have we been doing? Nick was sick, though. Oh, I was. Last week, he had whatever sure was happening. Yeah. Uh, like, Thursday, you were out. I was. And Thursday and Friday, I missed work. Yeah. And I really, until Monday morning, I still feel bad. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not quite over it. But yeah. I don't have the fever anymore, yeah. so I can function. I was worried. I was like, what if he doesn't get to work by Tuesday? We got. I got to come up with something. Yeah. I figured you would be fine Tuesday night and you would come over to my house and we could record. Do, yeah. But I was trying to come up with like, what's a solo thing I can do that isn't an episode? I've done a, few a podcast with my stomach full of stitches. So oh, that's true. Yeah. If I can do that, yeah, I can do anything. <laughs> You're the greatest recorder in the history of that. Hmm. Yeah, so, thank you. You and Ringo Starr. Yeah. Do you think Ringo's good at the soundboard? Probably not. Like during production of an album? Uh, I don't think so. Even with his solo stuff? I don't think so. You no. think when he's in the studio? I think he's got people for that. You don't think he like sits down and is like, Bring up the drums some more. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Maybe he does a little bit. Bring them down a bit. Do you want to do it again? uh, (laughs) All right. Sorry. You want to jump into bookmark? Tell us what you've been reading. Yeah, I knew you were going to have me go first. I don't know why. Okay. That's what I'm ready. So I read read a lot of comics. Good. Uh, We'll start with how this all happened. Oh. Back when I was about 15. Yeah. (laughs) Dig deep. Um, So I read Kill or Be Killed by Ed Brubaker, uh, art by Sean Phillips. Okay. Um, this is a series I heard being discussed on the Weekly Planet. I think they had been talking about podcast. It, a podcast, mm-hmm. the Weekly Planet, and they had talked about Black Hammer around the same time. So okay. that's why oh, okay. Kill or Be Killed was in my head. A little reader's advisory. Um, so this it's only four volumes. It's about a kid who finds out he, he tried to kill himself and he, he lived okay. uh, in the most ridiculous way. And uh, like he jumped off a building and he still survived because he hit a bunch of stuff <laughs> going okay. down. Um and there's a demon now who says, I saved your mm. life. You have to kill somebody once a month or you're going to die. Wow. So now it's basically this character uh, trying to decide, is he going to do this? Right. Um, dark. It sounds like a dark book. Is it, it is dark. It's very dark. Uh, it gets dark. He kind of becomes a Punisher wannabe. Hmm. Uh, it deals with a lot of stuff. It's not one that I'm just going to recommend willy-nilly to people. Sure. Um, but I, I like ate it up. Like, every day I finished a volume. In fact, in our library system, we only had the first three volumes and oh. not the fourth. That's frustrating. And I was like, what am I going to do? Because I was, like, on a roll. I'm yeah. like, I can't wait two weeks for yeah. the next one. 
So I uh, I finally downloaded Comixology oh. onto my iPad and phone and everything. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I had an account and everything. Well, it's in Amazon. You're Amazon. I was I was lucky because there was a sale on Comixology for Image, mm. so I was able to get. Uh, I just bought Killer Be Killed Volume Four for like half price, wow. for like six bucks. Are you hoping they send you free stuff now that you gave them that plug? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, but I thought Comixology is interesting because you know I have Marvel Unlimited. I do know that. Which yes. is just Marvel comics. Free wheeling. Yeah, yeah. I can see. Uh, so th- I pay my subscription fee for that, and I just have full access to the Marvel Unlimited thing. Comicsology sure. isn't like that. You can get Comicsology Unlimited, mm-hmm. and there are some books that you can read for free. A lot of volume ones, but then okay. everything else you have to pay for. Mm. But they have lots of sales, so I think that's where it becomes worth it. You gotta watch. And for if it. you have the unlimited membership, you also get discounts off of that. I see. So I don't know. I downloaded. I get a seven day free trial mm-hmm. and now they sent me an email saying i can extend it for 30 days pretty good <laughs> so i just downloaded 15 volumes of gi joe classic wow um, that you wow yeah 15 before you even read one yeah well they were free okay they, they these were all free okay F- the first 15 was this also free. on you on the podcast you were listening to no oh no uh somebody i follow on twitter constantly is posting panels from this from this GI is from joe. like the 80s wow. obviously that was there. um by larry hama uh-huh. um and he wrote this for like 150 issues. He has like, there's a, this comic has like a record yeah. because it's the longest running like toy based anything mm-hmm. like this. Um, but I read the first like 10 issues in the first volume, and I don't know anything about GI Joe mm-hmm. other than I saw the first the two movies. Yeah, but oh boy, the comics are kind of they're fun because they're Marvel comics, and they definitely feel like. Marvel comics okay. in certain ways. But apparently, uh, Larry Hammett did like a lot of research. He would read like military uh, technical books so he could have like the lingo right and talk about uh, how levers and everything work. And it's it's a little bit more serious than you think just reading this is. Huh. Um, but I people say like about three volumes in, it gets like very dramatic and starts feeling just like a exciting marvel comic interesting so i don't think i you need to know anything about gi joe but i liked the first volume there was an issue <laughs> where the, the cobra guy cobra yeah, yeah. commander, cobra commander yeah. yeah he uh he sends a robot to be captured by gi joe so they bring it to their base because cobra doesn't know where their base is okay the robot turns on in the base and then its goal is to get to the top of the base i see and release of frequency so cobra now knows where the base is right so the whole issue <laughs> is just gi joe running around trying to stop the robot because he's like indestructible they're dropping things on it sometimes it's missing at one point it turns into a bunch of spiders and they're just stomping around like get it and they're just running up and down the stairs and it's it's really funny huh. <laughs> and i think it's it it i don't know if it's supposed to be as funny as i found it but there's definitely like a playfulness to hmm. it just like this is ridiculous stop it i uh gi joe with no context is the only way i know gi joes yeah. when i was a kid i had like a million and i always really? wanted them i loved them my friends uh, and i played gi joe constantly uh-huh. never saw the show didn't okay. know anything about them <laughs> didn't know anything i just liked the action figures yeah they were such a fun size i they were smaller than oh the yeah action figures yeah but bigger than like Le- lego figurines yeah yeah, yeah. all right Found that like sweet three inches spot. or something. There, I mean, like the classic Star Wars figures, yeah. are about the size of a GI Joe, yeah. or at least the GI Joe from my childhood. Yeah, when I, I was know. really young, they were still like Barbie doll size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I don't know anything about them or yeah. like half the characters. Well, now you do. Um, now you're on your way. You only got 14 volumes to go. Yeah. Well, no, there's 15 volumes, and then like the next three, I had to pay. I would have to pay for, and then there's like five more volumes after that. It's like 25 Oof. volumes. That's. It went on for 150. It's exhausting. Issues. Uh, apparently, it also. 
there's an issue where he doesn't use any sound or anything hmm. and it was like a big deal in terms of like the art form wow so i guess he was you know he was doing stuff i can honestly say this is the most i've ever discussed <laughs> yeah G.I. no Joe kidding in my life so th- this is this will be fun i'll be able to someday in the future say like oh yeah i like gi joe the comics yeah that is fun <laughs> what you're describing is what i would call fun all right so i use that for comicsology what i got from our library oh no also from comicsology i do a similar thing with barnes and noble it's it's the yeah. sales is where it's at yeah. you, i just kind of wait around for their five dollar yeah. sales and then load up the the problem with comicsology is the app you can't buy anything on the app you have oh, to go online yeah, to the store um yeah and they can't they also don't put prices on the app mm-hmm. and I, don't, I guess it's like a legal thing or something weird but anyways, I also read the first volume of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This the new. Wow, you were going well, because retro read, all around. I read that Green Ranger yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right. Yes, with GI Joe and now the Power Rangers comic. Let me tell you something. This was surprisingly boring. But here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be fun. Surprising to whom? I thought it'd be fun. Like just it is fun. Every now and then, like they get in their Megazords and they're fighting. I'm like, this is sweet. And they do stuff, but it's so Tommy focused. Mm. And listen, I don't know how many Power Ranger uh, fans are out there right now. And I don't know how many of you are Tommy specifically fans. Most Tommy Oliver. Most. It, when I was a kid, I just liked the Power Rangers. Yeah. And then Tommy shows up and I thought it was cool, but it became a very, it became very much like the Tommy show. Yeah. And also he was like, him and Kimberly had a thing, yeah. which annoyed me because I always related to the Red Ranger, but sure. I had a crush on the Pink Ranger. Right. And you can look back and see the Red and Pink Ranger were had a thing yeah. happening. Well, it's the obvious. Yeah, it's the but obvious. But then Tommy shows up and is like, oh, what's coo- how's, it, how's it going? I don't like rules. I don't want to get into a thing about Power Rangers, uh-huh. but I feel confident that you are the only one who watched that show. We're like, get rid of Tommy. <laughs> Everybody else. I don't get rid of Tommy. It was so tense when he was losing his power. Yeah. The White Ranger was coming in. Yeah. And you were like, just let Tommy be the White Ranger. That, There's a lot of tension that, going on. That was cool, but... I guess I, just reading this, I thought I could just also read about, like, the Power Rangers. You want to learn more about Zack? Zack's fun. You want to learn more about Billy? But look, at they, they're getting... It's weird. This this comic, it's treating it like Power Rangers, like, right after Tommy joins the Power Rangers proper. Okay. But it's also treating it like that happened in 2018. Weird. Because they're on their phones. He's like, I yeah. sent you a push notification. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's weird. And then I, that was how I had to realize. I'm like, oh, this is today. Uh, so you have to, like, transfer... All, everything you yeah. know about them in the 90s. Yeah. Anyway, I'll probably... Re- I, I have three more free volumes of this on <laughs> Comixology. Yeah, I got yeah, 30 yeah. more days. Get in there. Uh, what did I get from our actual library? Don't know. You might care about this, but you also might not. I'm ready. I read Superman Adventures Volume 1, Up, Up, and Away. Yeah, I read that. Did you? Yeah. This is by Mark Millar. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was did fun. Did you know it's just Miller? No. It is? It's Mark Millar. It's not. I'm not going to do this with you. Okay. <laughs> it's spelled that way, but it's not what he says. Um, Mark Millar. <laughs> went on to do has done lots of big things yeah um that have become movies as well sure he has but he's got a huge deal with netflix at the moment yeah, yeah. umbrella academy his is his right no that's actually by the lead singer of my chemical romance oh and there's only two volumes he's working yeah. on the third one right okay. now but malik, my are watching that malik from you know our guest last yeah. week our friend malik was saying that he's loving umbrella academy yeah my wife just started it. watching it mm-hmm. um but yeah, that that was out forever, and I don't know. I guess he just writes like six issues, and then takes ten years off and writes another six issues. Okay. So, but but he, but Mark Miller does have a whole big thing with Netflix right yeah, now. Yeah, the right? Millerverse. But that's just not part of it. Right. Right. Okay. Um. So this Superman collection, it's Mark Millar 
was writing this, these are comics that were based on the like '90s cartoon, yeah. like the Batman Adventures as well. Um, and they kind of have like a pretty good reputation of being like just fun yeah, Superman they're fun. stories. They're fun, flashy, bright. Yeah, and I read it, and I did. I had a good time. It's it's also nice to go back to like the Superman yeah. cartoon that I like. Um, but there's yeah, there's just some. Mark Millar has a very like he none of his stuff are too wordy. He has like a very good sense of pacing, and like there was a there was a page specifically where Superman's getting ready to stop a train. It was only four panels, but it like it worked very well. Um, and this Superman, he, you were talking about how he's like super, like he can push Jupiter if he wants. Yeah, this Superman's a little bit depowered. He can stop a plane from falling, but it might take a little work. Yeah, that so, Superman took a punch. Yeah, every now and then. So when he lands, he's he's stopping a runaway train. He lands, and I just liked it because he's like, okay, Clark, deep breath. Because he's a, the train's about to hit him full yeah. speed, and I I just kind of like that that one he refers to himself as Clark, right? And two that he's like preparing to be yeah. hit by a train, yeah, even though he's Superman. Um, and then I tweeted about it about that page, and I I added Mark Millar, and he retweeted it and said uh, he enjoyed writing these Wee Superman comics for children or for kids, uh, and he That's complimented cool. the artist and everything. Nice. But they are they they're very much for kids. Oh yeah, like yeah. I enjoyed going back, but um, yeah, these are if. If anyone's like, hey, what's the best Superman comics for kids? I could easily handle mm-hmm. this one. The the Batman Strikes, based on the Batman. Mm, yeah. You know, that was also a really strong yeah. Batman run, I thought. Yeah. The the like Batman Adventures, Superman Adventures, Bat they all like lasted for a while. Yeah. yeah. I think every cartoon gets their yeah. their fair ones. Uh what else I read? What else I read? <laughs> Paper Girls, volume five. Oh, I have that on my desk right hey, now. Hey, still good. Um, I liked it. And I didn't have two. You and I have talked about how we always forget what happened in the last volume. Yes. But uh, this one, I was like, "Oh yeah." Um, so volume five. I, his Brian K. Vaughn's stuff usually goes for about ten volumes trade wise. Okay. So that means we're at the halfway point now with Paper Girls. Nice. So that's nice. Saga volume nine is one I read also by Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, one more volume to I go, I think. This series. Um, I feel I feel a little burnt out at this moment with this one. I think that. Well, I mean, ten is. To read five more Paper Girls feels like too much to me. So mm. you know, um, I guess there's just he. It used to be like, whoa, this is funny, this is unexpected, and now I'm like, this. I I see where you're going here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's fine. I still like it. I'm looking forward to the end. But there were some revelations that happened in this one that didn't really uh, hit me that much. Okay. But to each their own. I should say with uh, Killer Be Killed, I knew exactly what the last panel was going to be. Okay, and I was correct. But it didn't take away from anything. I also tried to read The Boys by Garth Ennis. Because this is going to be an Amazon series. It's about a group of people that are there to beat up superheroes when they get out of line. Oh. Uh, but it's stupid. It's a stupid series. People love this. It doesn't this. sound like a premise you'd enjoy. No, it's it's that's not it. Um, right. It's just... It's so... I I don't know. Because people love this comic. I don't know if I'm going to upset anybody. But it's it's gross. Huh. And it's not funny. Okay. And I don't think it's as smart as it wants to think. It it's very wordy, like it has a lot to say, but it's just also a stupid comic. Okay. So uh I read two volumes of this, gave the first one three stars, gave the second one two stars, and was like, no, I don't need to read this. I don't really like Garth Ennis as a writer outside of the Punisher. No, what, I don't know if I've read much. I don't think so either. He has a style, but this one was just no thank you. Uh boy. Sorry, everybody, about all this. You know what? I'm not sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I human. have not run anything by him. By no. Way. It's, it, it, I mean, this has its fans. 
and Amazon's doing the show, and maybe the show will be better. But yeah, I was just like, this is stupid. Not for you. So uh, I saw Green Book oh, uh, yeah. for my Oscar prep. Yeah. It was fine. Okay. It doesn't deserve to win an Oscar for Best Picture or anything, okay. but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Uh, I also watched Roma on Netflix. Hmm. And that was also good. Okay. Uh, my history taking a film class, like film history prepared class, you prepared. For that. Um, just kind of like the longer takes, the black and white. Yeah. Uh, it's a foreign black and white film set in mexico um but it's 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 slower uh it's quiet uh yeah i think it but it reminded me of some like films i had seen okay like the shout out to ted murphy yeah your, yeah. your film professor yeah so yeah and we'll hi ted well <laughs> sorry and ben yeah and ben ben murphy yeah sure how's he it going listens. hey benny Wow, you really <laughs> did not care about that Ben Murphy oh, shout-out. I do. I, no, you, you were like, hey, Ted. And then I was like, what about Ben? You're like, yeah, I guess. He wasn't your film teacher. That's all, that's all no, I'm saying. But I'm, right now, I mean, we know for a fact that he's probably like cooking a meal right now. Yeah, probably. And he heard his name and he was like, hey. And then you were just like, well, Thanks, whatever. Thanks, cowboy. You're right. <laughs> cowboy now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> all right. Trying to make up for uh, past mistakes there. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Keep on cooking, that cowboy. It, is that it for you? Yeah. Did you come back? <laughs> That's that's <laughs> the extent of your <laughs> yes. okay. okay. Um, I, as we mentioned, I was uh, very sick, so I, I I seem to have only read stupid things. So, <laughs> are you sure you read anything and didn't just <laughs> dream these in a fever? <laughs> no. Uh, so with apologies, I read Batman Begins, novelization by Dennis O'Neill. I liked it. Novelization of what? Uh, the film Batman Begins. There's never been a no, There's never been a film called Batman Begins, Nick. <gasps> It you was were, pretty good. Yeah, it stuck to the movie pretty closely, but it also brought in like other elements of Bat mythos from other uh, mm. media, which I thought was cool. Did anybody at one point I like that say like also Denny, Denny O'Neill made Batman Dark before Nolan got here? No, no, no. Okay. I, I didn't forgot, know if he like wrote that. Forgot in there. to mention it. <laughs> I read uh, Dog Diaries by James Patterson. Yeah, you've and, been you've been the, talking this up to me. And the real author, who's the, who who really wrote it? Was it? Stephen Butler. Thank you. Uh, this is an offshoot of the popular middle school series. It was mm-hmm. a film out last year, which I is think. confusing because yeah. it's called Dog Diaries, yeah. like Dork Diaries or Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Right. But middle school is just the middle school series. Yeah. So and well, this the is cover just says creator of Max Einstein. Mm. So this is just trying to get kids. Well, this yeah. is just the dog of the main character yeah. from the middle school series, and written from the dog's perspective. Uh, it was, <laughs> you know, I read it out loud to my son. Uh-huh. He loved it. He was interested in it. It was just yeah. naughty enough to hold his attention. Just naughty so, enough. Yeah. Wow. A lot of the word poop and that sort of thing. <laughs> so I did it. Look, I didn't think I would laugh that hard, but I was not expecting. That's how you and I are different because I knew that you were going to laugh that hard. <laughs> okay. I read uh, yeah. Batman Detective Comics Volume 8, Blood of Heroes by Peter J. Tomasi. This is still while Gordon is Batman. I'm still enjoying the run. Uh, Nobody saw that. I I rolled my eyes and raised my hands in the air. As yeah, in I, I give up. Yeah, so. Mr. Fifteen volumes of GI Joe based on Twitter. But over here. I'm reading all the. I'm not going to skip one and be like, oh, this has this guy and Snake Eyes pass. This is when I. That was this you. Is the mean that I was talking <laughs> about. Uh, here's one that I I did. I read through a fever, and that's Star Trek Crossroads by Barbara Hambly. This is part this of connected a, to something? No, the no. It looks very familiar. Oh, no. It's and just not just because uh, Kirk and Spock are on I know. It. One I'm doing with a couple of buddies of mine for our uh, sci-fi book club that we do. Not the sci-fi book club that Eric and I are starting here at the library, which you should yeah. join us for, because we're starting with Caves of Steel. Yeah. This is a closed group Nick's talking closed about. Closed group, yeah. <laughs> uh, none of us like this. This uh. is about the Enterprise coming across another ship from the future and Ooh. then kind of figuring out how to handle that. That's never happened. Great premise. <laughs> cool premise. Mm-hmm. 
Didn't work. Oh. Didn't work in the slightest. What ship from the future? <gasps> was it the Enterprise from the... Was it Picard? No. No, no it was nothing like that. <laughs> uh, it was dumb. <laughs> I am currently reading... <laughs> it was dumb. <laughs> but you read this in a fever. I did read it in a fever, yeah. Okay. Uh, but they all agreed. So I was kind of like, what did you guys think? Because <laughs> yeah. Nick was high as a kite. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm reading Truly Madly Guilty, which, <laughs> as you'll recall from past weeks, I'm not enjoying. Mm. And then I'm also reading The Last Romantics by Tara Conklin. Uh, and Isn't this it is sad? The world good. used to be full of romantics. Well, well there's and only one. <laughs> there's only one? The last one, right here. Okay. Uh, it's pretty good so far. Played it's by Bill good Pullman? So far. I don't really know how, how to tell you what it's about. It starts with a hundred-year-old poet taking questions wow. from the audience, and then it flashes back to her childhood and sort of throughout her life. Um, I would like to steal that idea. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Okay. I'm enjoying it so far. It's Barnes and Noble's book club pick this month. So oh. I read all the other it was ones. It on the and New York Times miss, best sells list, but it wasn't in the top ten. Mm. So it might be. It might be yeah. climbing its way I bet, up there. I bet best if you go to the Barnes and Noble's bestsellers, like number number one. It probably Ep- is. Book club. It probably is. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's it for now. I have so many graphics stacked up on my desk to read, as well as I have a, oh! an advanced copy of uh, I forgot a book. Elizabeth Elo's new novel that I want to mm. read so we can uh, chat with her about that. I have to start uh, Caves of Steel by mm. Isaac Asimov because the book club for that meets next month. Yeah. We've already got quite a few sign-ups, so if you want to join Eric and I mm-hmm. and a group of uh, others to discuss yeah. this Isaac Asimov, please sign up and we'll yeah. get you a copy here. Did you want to throw in another book here? Yeah, I read Monstrous. Oh, yeah. Which we have in our collection. Yes, the first we do. two volumes, third one's coming out. Uh, I didn't love it, okay. but it's definitely high fantasy. Hmm. Like, if you open it, it, it's like just reading a fantasy book with pictures now. Um, like, okay. I didn't realize how much of a fantasy comic this was going to be. I don't know if I'm, like, explaining it well, but I mean, like, it's not just, like, mm, I don't know. Like it, fantasy it, comic. It, it's a literature. It's a liter. It's a comic that's working as literature. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yes. Okay, I do. Um, it's there's a lot of world building. There's a lot of history in there. There's a lot of different characters introduced very fast. Um, you kind of have to pay a lot of attention, or you're gonna get lost later on. Even in only six volumes. Uh, by the fourth volume, I'm like, oh shoot, I think I skimmed that previous page, and I have no idea what's happening. The art is. Uh, is very nice, and uh, yeah, I can see why this won the Hugo mm-hmm. because it's not you know, it's not just like an important superhero comic. It it feels like something that would win the kind Hugo if it was mm-hmm. a book. So interesting, uh, and not I'm I'm making it sound like it's very wordy or something. Like you're just gonna have uh, speech bubbles filling the pages. No and, thanks. Um, it's not that. It's just it's just a lot. It's using the, the space as much as it can for okay. everything. Nice. So yeah. If if you're looking for a high fantasy adventure about a girl who might be possessed by an ancient god who's traveling around with a little uh, fox girl and a, a cat with three tails who's a little sarcastic but also sensitive, this if, might be for you. If that's the kind of thing that yeah. you're looking for, that's yeah. so specific. Cats cats get a lot of play in this, so if you're oh. a cat fan, I think you'd, you'd like yeah. this. cat so, fans. Yeah. That's great. Uh, sad at times, though. Oh. Like, there's witches oh. and there's monsters and the monsters and the witches are fighting. Okay. She's a monster girl. Monstrous. Yeah. So I hear you. Are you going to talk about those games you played? Yes. I uh, So I've been playing through the Uncharted series for the last couple of years, four of them, on PlayStation. Uh, and I just finished, uh, while I was sick, uh, Uncharted 4 Thief's End. So good. I mean, all, all of them are good. Uh-huh. The whole series is good. I would say they get progressively better. And I think I could probably say 
I'd probably be pretty happy with saying number four is the best of the wow. series. There you go. Um, it it sticks to the formula enough. You get a lot of the characters that you like. It adds some elements. It mm-hmm. changes some things here and there, so it doesn't feel stale. Um, but it doesn't. It's not like oh wow, a whole new game. Mm-hmm. It, it's a really satisfying conclusion, and we have it in our collection. I know because I had our copy checked out. Yeah, that's true. So we have it now. You can check it out. And now I just have what's it? Lost Legacy. Yeah. Lost Legacy is like a kind of a side quest game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to play through that, which we also have that in our collection. We mm-hmm. have the whole thing, so you should come check it out. Yeah. Uh, I I definitely enjoyed that. Christopher Golden wrote a novel oh. uh, with those characters, not based on any game that cool. I also plan to read as well. Yeah. And then I started uh, Tomb Raider. 2013. Tomb Raider, yeah, 2013. Um, I don't get it. I don't really like it so far. It yeah. doesn't feel like Tomb Raider yeah. in the slightest. Yeah. So I'll see how far I get. Yeah. You think I'll finish? You think I'll enjoy finishing? It gets... I remember it gets better. But okay. It takes a long time with these people just strangely torturing Lara yeah. as a human being. Yeah, it is kind of a brutal game. It, I don't understand. I think it felt like a Resident Evil game at times where they're mm. just like, no, no, no. River of blood. Yeah. I'd <laughs> like a metaphor? No. Actual human blood. It's not really the kind of game that, yeah. that I'm into so far. Yeah. I also started playing Mario Sunshine with I my I think you son, might like the second that's one a, better. That's a whole other story. Oh, yeah, Mario Sunshine. I played Mario that's 64 with my wife that's right. last week. Yeah, well, look at I that. hate it. Yeah. I hate that game. I do too. I, I understand why people love it. I understand why it changed the world, but boy, do I hate it. Uh, it. Some people were telling me that it deserves its point in history, but probably doesn't need to be played in 2019 unless you're a game designer. Hmm. So it, Mario is so slippery in that game, and then you play Mario, and then you get to an ice level, and it's just like, forget it. I guess I'm dead all the time. Wow. There's just, I just, yeah. I don't, my wife still loves it, even though it was very frustrating hmm. at times. But yeah. Okay. For me. Well. What are you so, gonna do? Yeah. Do you want to talk about the um, the anime awards now, let's or we're in the news section, or you want to save it for the segment segment? All right, let's do the anime awards. All right, they're the fun ones. Take it away. Anime awards. I guess these happened a little bit ago. Um, what are you gonna do? Anime is super popular here in our collection. I yeah. mean, of course, across the globe as well. <laughs> our anime collection of DVDs it just seems like they're always checked out. Yeah, always checked. Yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, there are time. There have been times where like half the collection is just gone. Yeah. And. We still have. I'm not going to toot my own horn here, but yeah, I will. It's a great collection. It, it's You've a, done a good it's job. A pretty, yeah, a pretty good collection. It's a relatively new collection. For I, uh, us last couple of years. I buy. I get a lot of stuff half price or cheaper to get some of the old stuff. Yeah. So it's. I think it has a good, a good selection. We've yeah. just got a lot of manga. It's got a good cross section um, of new and old. But yeah, anime here specifically is one of our more popular. Yeah, it collections. is a big seller. Um, and we also watch a lot of anime during Teen Night. So, uh, this is the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, uh, pr- presented by Devil May Cry 5. If you Devil absolutely <laughs> have to have Devil May Cry, make it Devil May Cry 5. Um, <laughs> all right. This is going to be absolute nonsense to Nick, but... You don't know. Uh, this will probably be more fun for me than the Oscars were. Nick and Best protagonist, uh, Rimuru Tempest from That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. So the anime, That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, has the best protagonist. Best antagonist, all for one in My Hero Academia, season three. Oh. He's a pretty scary guy. Imagine a guy with a... Uh, he's just scary. Okay. I, I, I can guess, picture scary. Yeah. He, uh, there, w- there was a big fight. I remember the teens being a little stressed out during... Uh, 
some of the battles of mm-hmm. this this uh, series. We also have all of My Hero Academia in manga form. Ooh. Uh, best boy goes to uh, Deku from My Hero Academy three, and best girl goes to uh, Maya from Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, which I don't know th- what that means. I thought you were exaggerating when you said that these <laughs> were, but no, I don't. Yeah. Best opening sequence goes to Darling in the Franks, Kiss of Death by mm. Mika mm. Nakashima. Uh, That's a real upset, that <laughs> one. <laughs> Best ending sequence goes to Attack on Titan Season 3, which yeah. I have not watched yet. I would give it to Season 3, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I After Season 2 of uh, Attack on Titan, I was like, this might be a bit too dark for me. <laughs> uh, I stopped showing. After the second season, I'm like, we're done with this at Teen Night. We're going we're gonna to lighten things up a bit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, best voice acting performance, Japanese, goes to Mamora Miyano uh, for Katoa Tatsumi in Zombieland Saga. And the best voiceover performance in English goes to Christopher R. Sabat as All Might hmm. in My Hero Academia 3. All Might's pretty Deserving. funny. Well earned. He's very smiley. He's very optimistic. Okay. Uh, every time he shows up, if he smiles, there's that gleam. Off the, anyway. Best director goes to Devilman Crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> Best animation goes to Violet Evergarden, uh, the studio, Kyoto Animation. Hmm. So good for them; they yeah. deserve a win. The best film goes to one I didn't realize was here: My Hero Academia, Two Heroes. So we'll have to get that. Yeah. Um, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind, wins for Best Character Design. Mm. Anime of the Year. You ready? Yeah. Devilman Crybaby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I for the title alone. Yeah. I, Best fight sequence goes for All for One versus All Might. My hero, that was an intense, that was an intense fight. I believe you. As somebody who watched it at Teen Night, I thoroughly believe you. Best continuing series, Dragon Ball Super, which I think you should just say Dragon Ball, period. Period. Because the fact that they're still making new Dragon Ball anything episodes in teens like today, who weren't even born when we were watching Dragon Ball Z, well, <laughs> well. Uh, like the fact that they still care, yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty good. They, yeah. and it's just the continuing story. Yeah, like you just watch, you watch Dragon Ball, Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, and like, mm-hmm. but teens today, like I've seen it all. I'm like, you were like, in di- you were in diapers, mm-hmm. and you've just went back and watched all 500 episodes of Dragon Ball. It's a lot. It's a lot so of time. It, it's something. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the industry icon, uh, Mishiko Minami, president and producer of Bones Studio. So that's it. All right. So big year for My Hero Academia. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any of those you're planning to watch? No. Yeah. No. Nick's a negative Nelly when it comes to anime. No, He's always I'm like, not. I don't understand it. That's not do true. I watch it from back to fours? What, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Do I? Am I supposed to rewind pretty it? Pretty funny. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, I really like Outlaw Star. Yeah, that's is a that, weird, that one gets weird. Is that something? Yeah, it does get weird. I've, I've yeah. seen that one. Yeah. yeah, I like that one a lot. I wonder why you like that. I can't. I couldn't even. If I didn't know that about you, I could not have guessed that is one that you. Well, I watched it so long ago. Yeah, you know, in college, that somebody no, else was watching. No, I was married. Like it was. It was out of what? college. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a what a journey you've Renaissance been on. Renaissance man. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to say? All right. You want to talk right. Oscars? I do. I do. But there are two things I want to talk about first. Okay. One is the New York Times bestseller list. Oh. The other is the passing of Peter Tork of the monkeys. As you know, Eric, I'm a huge monkey fan. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And y- I actually didn't know because I was on a sick. Yeah. I had to send fog, you a link. And you sent me a link of, of Peter's uh, obituary. Yeah. So it was very sad. I, he's and the doctor was like, we're losing him. <laughs> Yeah, Peter's had cancer for I, I think about ten years yeah. now. A r- really rare uh, cancer, 
And so he's he's actually done a lot and participated with the Monkees uh, since then. Even just last year, the um, the Christmas album that came out, Monkees Christmas Party, mm-hmm. I think, was uh, one one Peter Tork song on there. So I was glad that he was able to be included. Uh, and I did go go and download his most recent album. He ha- he has a side group called Peter Tork and Shoe Suede Blues. Did an album called Relax Your Mind came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. I've heard snippets of it here and there, but I, I downloaded it when I got the news and made a little like Peter Tork playlist that okay. we listened to throughout the day because he's he doesn't sing a he doesn't sing a ton of Monkey Souls, but was actually right. early on was one of the or really was the most talented like musician of the yeah. bunch. Um, the Monkeys, you know, were started as a TV show, yeah. of course, and originally weren't really allowed to even play their own instruments mm-hmm. on the albums and things. But Peter was the exception to that and played on. A lot of the early stuff that, you know, just have some monkey voices. So, mm. uh, you know, Peter, of course, been there since the beginning. He's toured with the monkeys a lot. Yeah. Uh, he and Mickey did the tour not too long ago. Um, so, you know, yeah. just uh, I was sad. I was sad to see that. I was sad that I never got to see him. I never got to see him oh. or Davy Jones. Yeah. I, I only saw Mike and Mickey. Mike and Mickey, the Didn't two that remained. pass so. up? Am I right that you passed we up a chance to went, see Davy Jones? We almost went to see Davy, and it was just like a little too far away, and we just like were broke. And yeah. I do wish we would have found a way. Was to, it that or George that, Harrison that, that I remember a story of? No, it, it was Davy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we we have the Monkey's Greatest Hits and several different Monkey albums here in the collection. Mm-hmm. Peter's tracks from uh, Good Times, the Monkey's album that came out a few years back, are okay. some of my favorites. So. I highly recommend that album and uh, just the monkeys in general. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was a fan of Peter, so that's all. Sorry, man. Thank you. So let's talk New York Times bestseller. Okay. Uh, this is the New York Times bestsellers list for hardcover fiction. Anything exciting in here? Just, we'll tell, s- just tell me from the start. We'll see. Is there, okay. We'll see. I'm intrigued. I think. I'm intrigued. Um, all right. So number 10. Is a song I keep <laughs> I keep reading this differently in my head. It's Early Riser. I keep reading it as Easy Rider. Mm. I'm like, why is this coming back? Yeah, Easy Rider's uh, back. Early Riser by Jasper Ford. Mm. Uh, Charlie Worthing investigates an outbreak of viral dreams, killing hibernating human population. I'm surprised that Jasper Ford. He had a, his Tuesday Next series was was somewhat popular. My wife read a few of those and liked mm. them, but he, I don't think he was ever one that was like a big. Uh, bestseller, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, this is debuting at number 10. Well, still. So, yeah, okay. It's pretty good. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be, yeah. Uh, debuting at number nine, Love Poems for Married People by Johnny, by John Kenny. Uh, it tells you right what it is, yeah. right from the start. Uh, humorous musings on the way long-term partners tolerate each other. Yeah. Look, yeah. that's nonfiction. I don't understand. This keeps Why happening this on this list. Up, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe this is. It says humorous musing, so maybe it's something more like uh, how what's his face writes, the snow globe guy, snow guy, elf elf town. Huh. David. Oh, Sedaris. David. David Sedaris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are nonfiction. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Uh. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, no, it doesn't. I just had to uh, like move a bookcase around a couple of times, and it really is just like, where do you want this bookcase? And it's like, where do you want this bookcase? Oh, marriage. Then, yeah, oh, marriage. You're riffing on marriage. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't prepared. Sorry, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a lot of like yeah. standing there. It's like, I don't care where this bookcase goes. Right. Where do you want this bookcase right. goes? I don't know. Do you like it there? I don't care. So. Yeah, thank you for letting me be part of that Seinfeld bit. Thank you. I really. <laughs> Who cares where the bookcase goes? Yeah. I want to know where the books are going to go. Now it's funny. Now it's funny. <laughs> That's the thing. If the books are in the bookcase, the books are where they need to be. Yeah, Who cares where the bookcase is? You wouldn't think is? it would work, but the yeah. voice. <laughs> Put the bookcase on wheels. Yep. It can be wherever it wants to be. <laughs> so, 
So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the books to you. I oh, got to yeah. stop. You really <laughs> do. Yeah. Uh, is there a whole thing about the bookmobile you could do? A bookmobile? I don't think so. Curious I think it's dead. Or? I think I think the bit's dead. Oh, the bit's dead. I think dead. it was DOA. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Fire and Blood by George R. R. Martin. Speaking of DOA, though yeah. this has been selling well. I don't know. It's crazy to me that people are like eating this up. Yeah. I think, I guess I, if I was a fan, I'm like, pass. Yeah. Agreed. George. Agreed. Uh... Number seven, Devotions by Mary Oliver. So I guess that means there's two poetry books here, a collection of more than 200 poems spanning 50 years of the author's career. Yep. Look, New York Times makes its own rules. I guess, yeah. So number six is The Reckoning by John Grisham. Oh. Number five is The Silent Patient by Alex Mika... Do you ever get just tired? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling a little tired right now. Thanks for asking. Mika leads... Okay. Alex Michaelides, right. uh, Theo Faber looks into the mystery of a famous painter who stops speaking after shooting her husband. There's a lot of buzz about this one. Is there? Yeah. That's so you're saying there's a lot of talk about the silent patient. Yeah. Interesting. I am. I am, and it's uh, not. Who's talking about it? Is it an anonymous girl? No. By Greer Hendricks and oh, Sarah Pekinen. A lot on this list I want to read. There's oh, several. Cool. I want to read that Grish. I want to read Patient. I want to read this one. What about the poems about no. married people? That's that's you're nonfiction. Almost ten years. Almost 10 years. I've been married almost 13 years. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Boy. Uh, Hillary, you might need to sit down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, you want to read this because it's the girl who saw uh, something from the window. They wrote uh, The Wife Between Us. The Wife us. Between Us. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant. Yep. <laughs> Number three, Connections and Death by J.D. Robb. No, thanks. Eve Dallas? No. Eve Dallas. I heard you. What does she do? She scours tattoo She's parlors space and strip joints for clues to the cause of Lilo Pickering's mysterious death. So she wants to wash her hands. Yeah. Did he come in here for a tattoo? No. All right. <laughs> Can you point me to the next tattoo parlor? It's <laughs> <laughs> a real scouring she gave that place. <laughs> yeah. Is is he in here? Mm. Nope. All right. <laughs> Number two: Black Leopard, Red Wolf, Yellow Bird, Green Fish. Some of those are fake. <laughs> yeah, they are. But which ones? I don't know. We just got our audiobook copy of this. Black as well, Leopard, so. Red Wolf by Marion Mar- James. Marlon? James? Marlon James. Okay. Uh, a loner. Sorry. Sometimes L's look like eyes in certain yeah, fonts. That's true. <laughs> in You're certain right. sizes. Yeah. Uh, a loner named Tracker teams up with a group of unusual characters in search of a mysterious boy. Hmm. What if like his name is Tracker, so he thinks the guy whose name is Greg is unusual? Yeah, that's what true. What sort of... Profession is Greg. Name is Greg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do, What does it mean to yeah, be a wh- Greg? How <laughs> does one Greg? <laughs> uh, I'd read that. Yeah, I know you would. Uh, and number one, where the crawdads sing. Twenty four weeks on the list, wow. and it's back to number one. Back there it is. Reese Witherspoon has more power than I would have ever imagined. I guess so. Yeah. She is kind of like Jafar on his second wish. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Second wish. Yeah. Sorcerer. Right. Yeah. Reese the sorcerer. Yeah. I don't really understand why he wished to be the sultan of the first time. That seemed like he didn't have a lot of foresight. Mm. It seems like he just wanted to be the sorcerer in right. general. Right. So, And it seemed like he would have known he had more freedom as a sorcerer. Well, he was blinded. He was blinded by power. Yeah. <laughs> it's his own undoing. His power does exceed my own. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Remember that bit? Yeah, it's I do. Great. I do. It's very good. Is Jafar... Uh, Al, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Jafar like... The best Disney villain? Yes. He's he's the mm, most... Would you say... Ursula? Ursula's good. Who do you think chews the scenery the most? 
Because I feel like Ursula. You think Ursula does? Yeah. I feel everything like, she does is like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's big. I feel like Ursula, Scar, and Jafar are all like in this That's kind true. of uh, this yeah. group of Disney villains who just love doing what they're doing. Mm. So like, and I feel like you know what, what? you know what though, if you're mm. really talking about who chooses the scenery the most, it's uh, James Woods and Hercules. That's true. Yeah. That's and I mean, I guess doesn't mean he's good. It just means he's the whole thing about uh, Gaston is that he is a, chen- right. a scenery chooser, right. wherever he is. Yeah. So. Yeah, but when he gets serious, he gets serious. Yeah. Look out. Yeah. I guess it's who, when they're being their most evil, is still pretty likable. And I think Jafar is still pretty likable. Yeah, he's, when yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. Because yep. he's just, he's just, I don't yeah. know. He, he always just has this like, Whoa. Yeah, he He's kind of like a sideshow Bob with superpowers. Yeah. Up here, so, uh, all right. Oh, well, that was number one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That was our number one <laughs> Disney villain. <top. laughs> yeah, stop. All right, so that'd be a fun list. Yeah, but it has no. been rated number one by yep. the New York Times bestsellers <laughs> on conversations about Disney. Uh, where the crowd dancing? I have that. Uh, I have that checked out on Overdrive. So maybe I'll give it. Really? Maybe I'll give right. it a listen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Delilah Owens. Let's talk awards. Have. All right. Time for the Oscars, which Nick didn't want to talk about. Nick and Eric. No, it's not that I didn't want to talk about it. It's just usually uh-huh. uh, I'm way more into it than yeah. I was this year. Like this is I want to watch slate. the movies and I go through yeah. and like I see them all. And the, this year I just didn't. I was so far from it that yeah. I was just kind of like I don't know. I I went to an Oscar party. Yeah, and they had that uh, variety. I, I think it's variety. I can't remember. Vanity Fair. They yeah. had the Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair. Um, voting ballot yeah. where you can guess what's going to win and everything. Uh-huh. And I was looking at the actor in leading role. And I just got tired and skipped it. I looked at it for like five minutes. I'm like, I don't know or care. <laughs> and so I moved on. But we can talk about that. Uh, so you you don't think you've seen most of this stuff. No, no. I have definitely All right. haven't. All right. Well, yeah, they were Sunday. Uh, they didn't have a host. Mm-hmm. You didn't miss them. Okay. Whoever the host would have been, you didn't miss them. It, All right. It was the most brisk and easy to watch uh, Oscars I've ever seen. Okay. Um, outside of Queen's opening performance, which I found pretty embarrassing, but people seem to <laughs> like it. So <laughs> embarrassing it's, it's in what way? Because I, I don't. Adam Lambert doesn't sound a thing like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. To me, and maybe it's just it's live. a weird thing to do. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand there, why. Mika would have been a much better. Ch- but I don't know. I guess he tours with them and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting to note that it, they don't make it just Queen. It's like Queen with Adam Lambert. Yes, or that's it's like true Journey too. and other yeah. place, places. I, <laughs> I felt like afterwards it was like, well, we now know that Queen is still performing, and that's <laughs> that's all I got from that yeah, performance. Yeah, I guess so. So, um, take us in. So you can find this full list at Oscars.org. Yeah, we posted it on social media as well. Oscars.com will just take you to the Grouch's homepage. Yeah, it will. Um, I hate trash. Yeah. This isn't really he loves in order. It. Darn it. Can, of, I take uh, it. can I take it again? <laughs> he lo- yeah, he loves right. trash. Mm-hmm. He hates everything Cleanliness. else. Yeah, yeah. cleanliness. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll just read it in the order they put on the website. I love it's not it. In order Let's they do, do it. Yeah. Actor in a leading role, which I found, again, to be one of the most boring categories. You got Amen. Remy Malik in Bohemian Rhapsody, Christian Bale in Vice, Bradley Cooper in Star is Born, William Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, and Viggo Mortensen in Green Book. Uh, Eternity's Gate. What? He's Vincent Van Gogh in that, yes. right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, my wife watched it. She thought it was weird good but weird and also just a lot of william defoe in a field yeah so I'd, i guess i'd watch william defoe yeah. in a field willem i i think i voted for him 
because I just like Willem yeah. in general. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of watched that movie. You kind of sold me on the mm. whole Willem Dafoe in a field <laughs> pitch. I thought <laughs> it was going to go honest. to Vigo Mortensen because mm. I figured like I was trying to get in the Academy's headspace. Like I'm the boring Academy. Yeah. What boring choice do I win? A, hus- a lot of hostility. Yeah. But Remy Malik won for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, which I don't. I. That's this is one of the few that I actually did see. Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody, and I don't get it. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's it's against what? Yeah. And he Fair. was fine. A lot of lip syncing. Yeah. And a lot of uh, scene for scene, step Re- for step recreation yeah. of yeah. Freddie Mercury. I don't know. Well, it's just, I mean, yeah, that. And then I also feel like Christian Bale, like as we discussed, I mean, that's just mm-hmm. him him losing himself in like yeah. this larger than life character. Yeah. Is, yeah. It just it feels very tired. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Actor in a supporting role. Uh, Sam Rockwell in Vice, Richard E. Grant in Can You Ever Forgive Me, Sam Elliott in A Star is Born, Adam Driver in Black Klansman, and Mahershala Ali in Green Book. I, I, vo- I voted for Adam Driver, but I gave Mahershala Ali my second choice. Okay. And Mahershala won. Mahershala won. For Green Book. He is excellent. I mean, he's, I haven't seen Green Book. He's good. <laughs> this is the thing. I don't have yeah. tons to add here. Yeah. I, I do. I really thought that mm-hmm. he was very deserving in Moonlight. Right. I thought he was excellent in that. In Green Book, he's good. He, I feel like Vigo's playing a character that I've seen before. Yeah. Like, oh, look, an Italian, like, yeah, a deeply racist Italian guy who learns a thing or two about not being racist. Right. It just, it didn't feel like, uh, but Mahershala felt like a, uh, a very unique character. Okay. And I think he turned Green Book into, he gave like a great performance in a fine movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Green Book is a better movie because of Mahershala Lee's mm-hmm. performance okay. in it. But uh, yeah, Adam Driver has a speech and b- has like this moment in Black Klansman and they showed it where he's talking about how he was never raised Jewish. He's never thought of himself as Jewish or anything, but now he's denying he's Jewish okay. to infiltrate the KKK and mm. everything, and now it's like it's all he can think about. And it was okay. it was very like understated. It was a very very good. Yeah, moment. well, I think he's a great actor. Yeah. Uh, one of my one of my favorite Adam Driver performances is in a movie called Patterson. Oh yeah, you like have Patterson. you seen that? Yeah, he's he's just a, a bus driving poet. Yeah. basically, excellent movie, and his performance in it is so yeah. it's very moving and very understated. So I, yeah. I am a fan of his as an actor. Okay, actress in a leading role. Let's actress in a supporting role is uh, Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk, Amy Adams in Vice, uh, Marina Day, Tavira in Roma, Emma Stone in The Favorite, and Rachel Vice in The Favorite. Okay. Um, and Regina King won for If Beale Street Could Talk. And I think If Beale Street Could Talk was one of the upsets for not being nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, I heard a lot of good buzz about that. Yeah. Like I, I read a, or listened to actually a really interesting interview yeah. uh, with the with the director of that, and mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds sounded pretty fascinating. Yeah. The books, the books, you know, kind of a classic. So yeah. Um, uh, all right, actress in a leading role. Sorry, everybody. Uh, you have Melissa McCarthy and Can You Ever Forgive Me, which I didn't even know what that was about, but it's really interesting. Have you heard of this? Yeah, she's like a she forges she forges letters of famous people right. and like yeah. publishes it in books. Yeah, and everything. Which uh, I don't know if it's you're I don't know if you, I don't know if you're aware of this, but we have we have an Abraham Lincoln uh-huh. letter here in, in the in the archives, which was always just sort of a source of pride, part of a Lincoln collection <laughs> that we had. And when we went to have that evaluated, well, uh-huh. the actual copy of that is held in the Lincoln Library. Right. You know, so ours is clearly a fake, but it's a fake by a man named Joseph Cozy, who was a very famous 
forger. So ah, it's still cool. So even though like <laughs> it's not a Lincoln letter, which would have right. been much cooler, yes. it's still of historical significance because this guy was yeah. you know, a legend. It was so yeah. it, it's interesting the way that sort of thing comes around. But yeah. anyway. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Forgive Me? Lady Gaga, Stars Born, Glenn Close, The Wife. Uh, Glenn Close is up there with the nominees. Yeah. As far as like one of the most nominated actresses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yalitza uh, Aperico, who for Roma, and this was her first time acting. She's never acted before. Wow. Uh, and Olivia Coleman for The Favorite, and Olivia Coleman won and seemed very surprised. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, uh, she's another one who, I mean, I know she's been working for a long time, but she just mm-hmm. kind of like appeared, it seems like, with Broadchurch. Yeah. Uh, excellent show, her and David Tennant. Um, mm-hmm. I think she's a great actress. Yeah. I've, I've seen her in Broadchurch as well, and uh, Night Manager. Okay. Um, with Tom Hiddleston. Uh She's excellent in both, so I, I'm really yeah. I'm a fan of hers, and I would love to see this performance as well. Best animated feature: Incredibles Two, Isle of Dogs, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse, Maria, or Miria, which is an anime film, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. And the winner goes to Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. Seemed kind of like a no brainer. Yeah, uh, it seems like often with these, it's like they get nominated because they are an animated movie mm-hmm. that came out that year. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, like, did anybody really think Ralph Breaks the Internet was yeah. going to take it? <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting. I thought, I I I guess Spider Man, but I thought maybe they could all they'd also go like Isle of Dogs mm-hmm. or give it to Pixar again. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I'm glad Spider Man Into the Spider Verse won because it yeah, is that's a, really neat. It was a great movie. Yeah, it's very well done. Uh, cinematography uh, goes to Roma, and the cinematography is very good in there. Um, let's see, Black Panther won an Oscar for costume design. That's that makes total sense yeah. to me. Those costumes were, yeah, they're excellent. A lot of them, um, a lot of them are are very like subtle, mm-hmm. but yeah, really, you know, evocative too of like what you want to feel about that person. Like it's mm-hmm. it's right there, you yeah. know, it's right there before they say a word. So it's it's excellent. Yeah. Um. Let's see. All right. So best director was Adam McKay for Vice, which I couldn't have been Nominated believed if he had won. Mm-hmm. Uh, the favorite, uh, Yogos Lathamos, Cold War. Parel Paraluski, uh, Black Klansman, Spike Lee, and Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, and Alfonso won. I'm o- this is a category I'm always interested in. Like, I always really want to see the, the best directing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Documentary, Free Solo won, which we just ordered. And which well. is about what? Uh, I think it's about a free climber. Okay. Um, I might be wrong, but All right. uh, RBG, which we also have, is uh, in our was one uh, of the nominees. nominees. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, documentary short subject period and a sentence which i believe is on netflix all right uh bohemian rhapsody for film editing i guess yeah i was like bohemian rhapsody had editing yeah i'm sure (laughs) um i would have given it to black Klansman because there's some scenes in there that i uh i really enjoyed the Mm. editing style okay uh uh roma won for best foreign language film um Spoiler alert, it didn't win Best Picture, mm. Roma. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if that's why. Because oh, it won why? Best Foreign Film. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, be. there, we, yeah, we gave it Best Foreign it. Film. Mm-hmm. Uh, makeup and Hairstyle goes to Vice. And I guess it's the same reason you give that to uh, that Gary Co- Oldman movie. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Greatest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. What was that movie I called? I can't think what it's called yeah. either. But. Um, because you just make one person look like another person. Yeah. So Best Makeup. Yeah. Uh, music Original Score goes to Black Panther. Yeah, and I forgot cool. that... The, like I ha- I wasn't thinking about it when I was looking at the list, but yeah, Black Panther had a lot of like different styles of music in there to uh, sound like Wakanda and uh, 
the characters and everything. So this is actually, I had to look this up because I didn't know. This is the first time a superhero movie has won or even been nominated for Best Original Score. Wow. I had thought John Williams would have. Yeah. Or I thought maybe like, because I wrote that, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, wait, did Danny Elfman ever get nominated or John Williams? No. Uh, Interesting. First first superhero film. That's that's a lot, I guess. Yeah. Music for best original song goes to Shallow from A Star Is Born. We have that soundtrack at the library. Uh, production design was also Black Panther, um, which had some very cool sets. If you remember them, Wakanda. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, yes, I do remember. Good. Yes. The short film goes to Bao, uh, which was the short in front of uh, Incredibles. Orbeo. Yeah, short Incredibles in front of Incredibles too. too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, visual effects goes to First Man, which I still need to see. Mm. The Neil Armstrong. Yes. Right? Neil Armstrong. I movie. heard it's very good and also one of those other uh, other movies that maybe could have been on the best picture mm-hmm. but just d- wasn't. So, yeah, Ready Player One was nominated. And I like Ready Player One, but there was no way that was ever going to win an award for anything. Yeah. I was kind of shocked to see it even on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Writing for Best Adapted Screenplay goes to Black Klansman. Um, and writing original screenplay goes to Green Book. And uh, all right, for best picture, here are your nominees: Vice, A Star Is Born, Roma, Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Black Klansman, and Black Panther. And the winner is Green Book. So, is this one that it just seems like the universal response is like, eh. yeah. Uh, yeah, some are like, wow, this is this was a bad choice. Mm. Uh, it because did you have a like where would you where were you where would you have gone you personally? I would have gone with Black Klansman. I thought okay. it was way more important. Uh-huh. I thought I thought like Black Panther and Black Klansman deal with racism in a kind of in your face, uh, an in your face style, and uh, they deal with it a little bit more maturely, I guess. Okay. And Green Book deals with racism in a hey. It's not so bad. <laughs> what if we just have meatball subs together? Um, and I think that's why I was chosen because Black Panther and Black Klansman are like, yeah, it sucks. And it still sucks. And Green Book's like, we'll be okay. <laughs> and it, it, it's, it's too bad because somebody online had written, I, as somebody who liked Green Book, I sure wish it would stop winning these awards because it is like an enjoyable movie. You can watch it and like the performances and the characters but once you start giving it best picture you have you have to start critiquing it yeah and it it would be better served if it hadn't won these awards i think it'd be much more a more liked film yeah i think some of the character turns would be more enjoyable but when it's beating more important films um or even like if they had given it to roma uh roma deserved it if they had given to a star is born i think there'd be less drama around uh, the winner right now i'm i yeah i can't unless they had given it to vice i can't see any other movie getting as much uh mm-hmm. backlash for winning it so they also gave <laughs> the oscar somebody pointed out that the same year um spike lee's do the right thing was out they gave the award to driving miss daisy <laughs> and now black Klansman is out and they gave it to green book which is basically the reverse driving miss <laughs> daisy funny. so yeah i don't think spike lee thinks no probably not for spike lee yeah this was spike lee's first win wasn't it for anything yeah uh, i'm not I'm sure i think it was for an i Academy don't think award. i've seen too many spike lee films i've seen do the right thing sure and now black Klansman, and i might have seen something else mm. uh 
This is surprising. I mean, he's yeah. just such an important and pro- yeah. prolific director. That well, this would be the first. It but. is like one of those things. I, the Onion did a funny article talking about the winner of 1933 and the one it beat. And I was looking at him like, I don't know any of these movies. Yeah. And I think like history will. Yeah. yeah. Well, we see that with some of the book awards too. Where yeah. It seems like. The Pulitzer. Big yeah. Time. When you go back and you look at like yeah. past winners, you're like, mm-hmm. well, these did not last for yeah. more than a, a decade, if even that. Yeah. Sometimes um, that happens. Sometimes that's the way. I can't imagine Bohemian Rhapsody would have ever won. <laughs> I c- I'm shocked that that was ever nominated. Yeah, I, just I think don't, a lot of people are. I don't think it's a well-made movie. Um, I'm not surprised Black Panther didn't win. Um, I can't imagine the Academy would ever give it to a superhero movie. But also, I wouldn't have given it. I would have given it to other films too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the favorite. Uh, I mean, it has a lot of buzz around it. Yeah, but maybe it's not as well seen mm. i don't know could be uh but i i guess i had thought maybe black Klansman would win because sometimes the oscars surprise us last yeah. year the shape of water won best yeah. picture yeah yeah this sh- it was like and a pretty good slate i remember yeah really bizarre choice last year yeah so you just never know where it's gonna go yeah i don't know so i because like i think you'd like green book and mm-hmm. like i sat i remember there. when i saw the previews i was like oh that seems yeah. like it'd be good i mean you know, while i like those actors it, it was like watching it in theaters i was like yeah, it's fine. Yeah, this is I'm I'm enjoying the performances. Mm-hmm. I just yeah yeah just not best well, picture of 2019. Uh, if you're like me 18. and haven't seen very many of these, yeah, uh, have I you seen yeah. is on this list? You've seen Black Panther, and you've seen Bohemian Rhapsody. That's yeah. And that's I had to, and we only went to Bohemian Rhapsody because there was very little out. Yeah. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I saw the animated. I saw Spider Verse, yeah. Incredibles two. Did you see Ralph Breaks the Internet? No. No. No, neither did I. No, so if you're like me and you have missed uh, the majority of these movies, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you we will have them here in our collection. That's true. So if you need yeah. to catch up, we already have uh, some of them. You can yeah. put a hold on them after my hold, of yeah. course, and then. <laughs> well, everyone, <laughs> but Roma, because Roma's on Netflix. Right, right, yeah. They might put it out on DVD or Blu-ray at yeah. some point. They do that with some of their shows, like Stranger Things, yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, we'll see. I guess so. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that, that's going to do it for that. Anything you want to mention, library news wise? Uh, we're showing Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yay. March 1st. It lost. 3.30. <laughs> uh, well, next month is going to be sp- Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. That's cool. That's, it will be out on DVD next month. Okay. Uh, but yes, Ralph Breaks the Internet will be at 3.30 uh, in the Nancy Howe Auditorium at uh, on Friday, March 1st. Okay. Uh, T-Night. Where at, we'll probably watch um, the, um, anime the awards. Winner. The anime awards this week. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, just... Last week we watched the video games live DVD okay. that we have here at the library. Nice, and the kids kind of dug that. Cool. So trying to change things up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, the book clubs are currently reading "Truly <sighs> Madly Guilty." Yeah. By Leanne Moriarty. Plenty of copies. Plenty of time to join that book yeah. club. And then Eric and I are starting uh, "Caves of Steel," right. and that's going to meet to the end of March. You've got plenty yes. of time there. Copies this of that are limited, so yeah. if you want one, get in, check it out, yeah. and bring it back because yeah. we don't have very many. This is a detective story. Mm-hmm. This is Isaac Asimov trying to prove to others that sci-fi could incorporate every other genre in there. So this is really sort of the first of the robot series. Yeah. So if you're familiar with that, this yeah. is a, a good jumping-on point. Yep. So like I said, we do have I've a good. Read it. We do have. I haven't either. We have a good group uh, signed up to do this one, yeah. so it should be a good time. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I think that's going to do it for us. Okay. All right, we got Creek Bend coming back on uh, March seventh, and we'll be here. So stop in, see us, check check books out, check books out. All right, we'll see you next week.